0: with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between just one more cupcake and just one more kettlebell swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person.
1: And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout.
0: Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Um, send us your questions, everybody. Uh, we're, if you're listening to this in real time, we're starting a new year, um, which means that we're looking for new topics to cover and we would love for them to be topics you actually want to know about. Um, so the way to ask us questions, you can either email us at info at just or you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we check all of those things. Um, uh, we've done so many cool episodes over over the past three years, based on listener questions, they really are the best. So, uh, if you have stuff you're wondering about, there's no question too stupid. Um, there's no question too much from my dad. (laughs) Dad, you can send in questions again. I'm taking you off probation. We love questions from the parentals. (laughs) Um, so yeah, send us your questions. We would love to talk about them on the show. For today's show, um, I wanted to. We've been talking a lot about um, anti diet messaging and stuff, or about anti diet lifestyles, which is what we want to be living. Um, And so it's been making me think a lot about why people find diets compelling. And um, because obviously, like, people wouldn't do them if they didn't want to. Mm -hmm. So, like, what makes people want to? Obviously, it's like all the messaging we get about losing weight. Of course, that's strong. But I think there's another thing, which is that people like to have a plan. Yeah. Part of that, I think, is that people don't know how to feed themselves.
1: Yeah, Uh, that too.
0: Because, like, unless you grew up in a household where, like, teaching the kids how to cook was, like, a huge value, which is becoming fewer and fewer American households, like, a lot of people just become adults and, like, don't know how to put meals together.
1: Yeah, yeah, it happens. Um, And I also do think, too, um, you know if you think about maybe our experience, it's like we grow up and there are people maybe cooking for us. And then we go to college and like, I didn't know how to cook in college. I actually had to kind of teach myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of people think like, Oh, growing up, I like stood by my mom's side and like watched her cook. And I learned all of her recipes. And that's like the farthest thing from the truth. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I am. Um, but now I do that. Right. But yeah. it was after I, graduated that I had to like figure it out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So and I, also it, it's, it's good when you do love food and mm-hmm. you are curious about how to cook and how to feed yourself. And you're totally right. I get the appeal of diets. It's structure. It's someone telling you what to do, which is so great. <laughs> like sometimes people just need guidance and direction. Right. But the thing is, we shouldn't be putting that on our food.
0: Totally. And so I wanted to um, talk about or suggest some ways to If you're thinking about, like, uh, I like really want to sort of make my eating life more awesome. Um, I want to get in more nutrients and stuff. Um, but you, like, don't know how to do that without having a plan. Mm-hmm. This is not a plan. But you could treat it as, like, a
1: very non-restrictive, few very no-rules plan exactly. if that was helpful to you. And then I love that you and I always talk about instead of what to eliminate. Like, you and I have never really talked about because that's first of all a not something I promote and then really the only things I say you just don't need are artificial sweeteners like this Mm -hmm. is something you just don't need like if you're addicted to an artificial sweetener You know, it's – that that could be – because it's a chemical, so, like, cut that crap out. (laughs) But, um, you know, when it comes to everything else, it's like nothing is off limits. All food is available. All food is wonderful. Um, All food is neutral. There are no good foods. There are no bad foods. Food is food is food is food is food. So what I like to always talk about with my clients and with my students – and what I feel like is something that you and I are huge proponents of on this podcast is what can we bring in to our diets? What can we bring in to our bodies? And when I say a diets, I don't mean it in the world of a diet. Just diet as the original meaning. Yeah. like The original meaning life. was just what you ate. Yep. So that's what we're going to yeah. talk about today. So
0: today's episode is our top five foods to add in.
1: Yay. Because people
0: also like lists. People like plans and they like lists. <laughs> they do. <laughs> so we're going to pretend that this is a plan and it is actually a list, but it's certainly not an exhaustive list. It's just um, a list that's small enough that mm-hmm. I think it's um, bite size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's,
1: that's a good one. Is that a pun?
0: Um, I don't know if it is. Yeah. Maybe. But it's definitely nerdy. <laughs> it's a good one. Like um. So, so yeah, this is our totally not a plan for the planners out there. For If you're looking for a way to make your food life more awesome, here are five foods that you could think about getting into your rotation more often, and I bet you would like it. All right. So the, I tried to sort of like split these up into categories. So the first one I had, the one that everyone knows that they need to eat more of is vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also one that I think is the hardest for people to do because if you don't know – if you feel like you don't know how to cook – Um, or you didn't grow up cooking a ton of vegetables, um, it feels like the thing that you buy and goes bad in your crisper Mm. the most often, or the thing that you cook and just doesn't taste good. Um, So my simple suggestion for a way to add in more vegetables is pre-washed spinach. Mm -hmm. And this is something that you have recommended to me
1: many times over the years. What's so great about spinach? So when it comes to leafy greens, uh, and you're totally right. Like, sometimes it can be hard to get more, like, more vegetables. I, I I honestly think vegetables have gotten kind of sometimes a bad rep. Yeah. Like, in the last, I don't know, 40 years. Um, what has happened is our taste buds have almost become... condition to the intensity of like different flavors of other things. So now when people do eat vegetables, there's this like notion of like, oh, when we were kids, it's like ew, vegetables, like ew, vegetables. And now it's like, you know, you and I, we have a completely different relationship with vegetables where it's like they're flavorful and they're delicious and when you prepare them appropriately, they are fantastic and they taste good too. Um, But I was totally in that world. Like when I was in high school, I remember... Like scarfing down like celery sticks because I thought I should, and making like the most disgusting vegetable juices and drinking them because I thought I should. Like I didn't know I could toss an apple in there. It would like (laughs) change. It would like make it taste really palatable. Um, You know, I never knew like I could roast vegetables. I never knew how to make a delicious salad with, like, the most fantastic, like, you know, vinaigrette using olive oil and vinegar and lemon juice and some mustard and garlic and salt and pepper and, like, shallots, right? It's like, yeah. now we've entered this other world of, of cooking, so... Um, It's like vegetables. It's not rabbit food. Like, it's people food. Yeah, totally. So when it comes to spinach, when it comes to leafy greens, that's something that I encourage a lot of people to get in. And sometimes I actually think this one's one of the easier ones to get in because you can literally toss spinach on everything. Yeah. When you always have it on hand, it can be very easy to get spinach in at least once a day, you're getting a lot of antioxidants and vitamins and minerals and nutrients and calcium. Yeah. So calcium, there's actually more calcium in spinach than there is milk. So the There's whole, often
0: iron in leafy greens. Yeah, too. yeah, lots
1: of iron in leafy greens as well. Um, so for women, that's you know very important, and for anyone who's strength training, you know that's mm-hmm. also very critical. So, leafy greens,
0: mainly spinach. Yeah. Um, some ways that it's easy to use, like you were talking about how like when you actually know how to cook, vegetables can be delicious. The cool thing about spinach is you don't even have to cook it. Um, at breakfast, you can throw it in a smoothie or throw it in your egg scramble. Yeah. Um, for lunch, you can um, put it in a salad. You can throw a handful of it in basically any soup. Yeah, and a grain And it just bowl. like wilts down. You mm-hmm. can put it in your grain bowl. Um, You can put it on a sandwich like you would use lettuce. Put it in a wrap. Yeah. (laughs) It really is the easiest thing to eat. Throw it in
1: at dinner with your pasta sauce. And you feel good doing it. Mm -hmm. Not just emotionally, (laughs) but like you actually feel good. Like it's so good for your intestines and so good for your gut. And and yeah, so what I do is I, I always, when you put it in smoothies, and I know I've spoken about this before, but you don't taste it. At Mm -hmm. all. So that's a really sneaky way to get it in. Just make sure the rest of your
0: smoothie tastes good. Yeah,
1: exactly. As long as the rest of your smoothie is packed with, you know, things that literally you can throw in like a banana and an apple and you're you're golden um, amongst whatever else you want to put in the smoothie. But I also feel like with spinach, it's interesting because for me, I actually really don't like cooked spinach. Oh, that's that interesting. Weird? Is yeah. it the texture or the flavor? I think it's the texture. I get that. It's so weird. Like, I love a big, crunchy, cruciferous salad with, like, lots of spinach and mixed greens. Mm-hmm. But I am... But you know what it is? I think it's just... I'm so into, like, good vinaigrettes that mm. it's, like, sometimes the spinach is basically a vehicle. for sure. <laughs> a delicious vinaigrette.
0: <laughs> well, I... Vastly prefer cooked spinach to raw spinach. Yeah, Stuart like, too. I think partly it's because if I get a salad, I want it to be like super crunchy, and spinach on its own is mm, not particularly mm-hmm, crunchy. Yeah. Um, but um, whether you fall on the Daphne side or the Joanna side <laughs> of the line, the cool thing about spinach is the laziness factor. Yeah, <laughs> which is for sure. All you need to do, you can buy one of those clamshell things at the store. It's already been washed three times. You don't have to wash it again. Yeah, I don't. I know some people who do.
1: No. But I why am, are you doing this to yourself? I am to the point where I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, you know, it's. I've been. I've never washed any any bag or any box of spinach that says it's been triple washed, three times. Yeah. It's good Um, enough for me. Yeah. And think about how many years we've been doing that and we're totally fine. Right.
0: right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have this extra arm growing on
1: my torso. Other than that, I'm
0: fine. Um, So my uh, number one on our list of five foods to add in, spinach. Mm -hmm. Um, If you put a clamshell
1: of spinach... That's What I call those plastic things is that yeah, what you call I think, them? I, uh, no, that's not what I call them, oh. but I will now. <laughs> so I, just them, like a clam? I just call them boxes, but sure, box, yeah. whatever
0: you want to say, <laughs> box or clamshell. Uh, if you put that on your grocery list every week, um, and challenge yourself to use the whole thing during the course of the week, you will not have a problem doing it because mm-hmm. the other thing is if you're cooking it, it like shrinks down so much. Oh my god, you can put oh. so much
1: spinach in things that are hot. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. So, over Christmas. So for our Christmas dinner, my family decided to go the whole like prime rib direction. Mm-hmm. So we made cream spinach for the first time, and oh my gosh, you have to use so much spinach. so much. And then I think about steakhouses and they have cream spinach like on tap, and I'm like that is pounds and pounds and pounds of spinach they yes. have to use every day. So it was a good wake up call for me.
0: If you don't want to buy the pre washed stuff because you um, want to put in the effort to and then pay a little less, um, good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, The thing with spinach is that it's often um, pretty gritty. So if you do buy spinach that isn't pre-washed, my method for doing it, because we'll get it from the CSA sometimes and then obviously it's not like super pre-washed, is I take my salad spinner, which has like a solid outer casing and then the like colandery part in Mm -hmm. the middle. I will put all the spinach in the colandery part in the outer casing and fill the whole thing with water, swish the spinach around, and then lift the basket part out so that the like grit is left in the um, base and then I dump that out and then I spin it mm, that's so, so that's smart. that's my spinach washing method I
1: believe I don't have a salad spinner who are you isn't that weird like don't you think <laughs> I should have one maybe although
0: if you're going to get one for if my you're birthday. buying stuff that's already washed yeah. Like, the washing salad spinners but, is annoying. Matt hates it, and he has to do it every day in the, during the CSA
1: season. <laughs> so he's probably listening like, to this, like, this. <laughs> I'm moving in with Daphne. But you know why? So you know why I do think I should get one? Because mm. sometimes... And I've, I've mentioned this to you before, like, when I do, on that rare occasion, buy real spinach, not real spinach, but, like, not from the box, mm-hmm. but when I go to, like, the Union Square Farmer's Market, right. and then I'm like, oh my gosh, real spinach is so much bigger, like, it it looks different, and yes, then I have to wash it. Sometimes I won't buy it because I'll be like, oh, I don't want to, to wash. wash it. And totally. So I think if I got a salad spinner, it, it does make it, make it a lot easier. We're yeah. um, like,
0: having this conversation. Yeah. So I can Amazon prime this. There after. you go. They'll <laughs> like put, um, washing it that way is something I learned from working in restaurants because yeah, they have to wash okay. so many greens. Oh, they have these like yeah, industrial sized salad spinners. Oh, and that's cool. how they do it. And I was like, hmm.
1: that's a great, great like salad hack. Salad. Hashtag salad hacks. <laughs> um,
0: so. We're going we're gonna to add in some spinach. Mm-hmm. Um, for this next one, uh, we're going to talk about fruit. Um, so I always have thought of myself as a person who, like, eats a lot of fruit um, because when I was growing up, like, that was sort of the requirement for any, any, like, meal we had at home, like, lunch or dinner. Like, we had to have fruit with it. Mm-hmm. So I always was like, oh, like, I eat a ton of fruit. Like, no big deal. And then I actually counted how much fruit I was eating, and I was like, oh, I could really stand to, like, up this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically at breakfast, I found that, like, even though breakfast is a time of day when fruit is very appealing, I just, huh, appealing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pun. Um,
1: I just wasn't doing it. Um, I'm smiling so hard right now, and I'm making mental notes of these puns because they're funny. They're making it, me chuckle.
0: You know what the key, I think, to fruit at breakfast is, is what I've learned from you. Mm-hmm. It's just buy like buy some berries already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Berries are a thing that I think I resisted buying because they feel expensive. It mm. feels like a luxury mm-hmm. and feels like a thing that like I don't get to have. But really, even like expensive berries are less than five bucks. Mm-hmm. And I buy plenty of things that cost more than
1: $5 that are much less valuable Isn't to me. It funny? It's just like a flippin' mindset. Yeah. Yeah, and you deserve berries, Joanna. Thank you. You are worth so it. So
0: I have been trying <laughs> to get, every week, get at least some form of berry to have with my breakfast. Mm. Whether
1: that's, like, to put in my yogurt or just to, like, eat by a handful on the side. And also, I know you're more of a savory person, too, when it comes to yeah. breakfast. So maybe that's another reason why, yeah. like, the berries are, like, making their even a bigger debut yeah. you know, in your um, world.
0: If I had to pick a kind of berry to suggest, I would suggest blueberries, not because I think they're the ultimate berry, but because I think they're the best year round. Mm-hmm. If you live in a place where you can't grow berries year round, which I do and always have. Um, and I think they're the least likely to be moldy. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing. At Like,
1: the store, especially if you see berries on sale, you better check the bottom of that box. So true. This is another, it's it's another hack. <laughs> Always check the bottom of the box of, I notice it with, I mean, actually pretty much raspberries, blackberries, yeah. and strawberries the most. Yeah, it's a little, it can be a little fuzzy, yeah. those ones that are on sale. Um. Yeah, like, that is totally a great thing to... Get in because berries contain super high levels of vitamin C. They all also, um, they also are a huge source of, you know, people talk about antioxidants all mm-hmm. the time, and I know black or blueberries are associated with antioxidants, and blueberries I think are considered one of the top five superfoods in the world. Wow. Um, yeah, which is amazing. But I also do want to give like blackberries a shout out. Mm-hmm. Blackberries um, contain super high levels. Of antioxidants and antioxidants are the things that help people to fight against the kind of adverse impact of like bad things in the body otherwise known as free radicals so the example that I like to use is when things oxidize they kind of rust over so imagine slicing an apple in half and now it's exposed to air the free radicals in the air and it turns brown so we don't want that to happen to our body so we eat things that are antioxidants like berries so if we were to have that apple slice and then you were to put some lime or lemon on it um that is an antioxidant and then you notice that apple doesn't turn brown so uh in the world of antioxidants the darker the berry the, the the higher, the yeah yeah the, the higher the level of um, you know vitamins and nutrient density is so so that's why I'm giving blackberries a little bit of a shout out but yeah everyone check the bottoms of these things when you're buying berries that are on sale my other affordability tips? Trader Joe's is a place to go for fresh berries that are reasonably priced. Just about to say because the turnover is so quick at all of our Trader Joe's mm-hmm. because sometimes you have to fight to get like the last <laughs> items. You never really have to worry about things sitting on the shelves forever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and
0: also, frozen is fine.
1: Yeah, um, frozen. You don't
0: yeah. eat frozen berries. Aren't the same as fresh berries in like I'm probably not going to eat. Like a thawed bowl of frozen blueberries just on their own. Yeah. But in terms of like smoothies or even like if I'm mixing stuff into Greek yogurt, Mm, I almost kind of prefer to thaw frozen berries because then they get really juicy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, the nutrient density of frozen fruit is the same Mm -hmm. as fresh fruit. Sometimes it's even better because frozen fruit is frozen at like the peak of the season for those fruits. Yeah. Um, So. If fresh is either too expensive or you
1: just can't get good quality, go frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, for gut health as well, mm-hmm. berries are really important for uh, keeping your intestines really happy. So Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who's just a very prevalent doctor, uh, who has you know books and podcasts, and she's just brilliant. She recently did a big study on blueberries and people with Crohn's disease, mm. and so and how that has really helped reduce inflammation in humans like gut linings um so that's another cool thing too about berries berries so
0: food number two to add berries are very special berries they are very special all right number three um I wanted to talk about something that was in the fat department Mm -hmm. um and you suggested cashew butter
1: yeah what's the deal with cashew butter oh my gosh so well now I'm excited. These next few are kind of like new-ish things that are kind of like hot topics right now. Um, but so uh, clearly almond butter has been all the rage. I would say the last few years, mm-hmm. and now I feel like it is all about cashew butter. Mm-hmm. So cashew butter contains all the same like healthy fats and all the same vitamins and nutrients as you know almonds in a different category from peanuts. I think that's something that I do want to specify. Not that there's anything wrong with peanuts, but this is if you are just switching things up. Um, Cashew butter is at about the same price range as almond butter, um, but it tastes so good. Like Mm -hmm. that's... And so the protein level is also really high. So high protein, high in healthy fats, and also really high in their nutrient density and their satiety level and... It is switching things up if you've been doing the same types of nut butters for the last few years. Mm-hmm. So cashew butter is a little creamier. It's not as gritty as almond butter. It's super smooth. Um, in my mind, it's when I use it for baking, there are so many recipes out there that call for some type of nut butter to make like energy balls or like, I don't know, something that's like, like fake cookie dough mm-hmm. that you eat. It's like protein cookie dough. And something about cashew butter, it, it tastes the most like cookie dough <laughs> to me. That is a compelling argument.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, when I used to work at the restaurant where I used to work, um, we had like fancy sandwiches. And one of the fancy sandwiches we sold was cashew butter and apricot jam uh, on brioche. Yes. It was
1: very delicious. I'm going to make that. I'm literally going to make that. You can. On a brioche. Um, yeah. Oh, very yes. indulgent. Um, So good. Cashew
0: butter is another good thing to look for at Trader Joe's because Mm -hmm. they tend to have A variety of nut butters um, at like relatively reasonable prices because I know the like non peanut butter nut butters can get pretty pricey Mm -hmm. um, especially if you're finding yourself at like a specialty store like another place that I used to work Mm -hmm. they had amazing almond butter and amazing cashew butter and it cost one
1: million dollars yeah yeah you can also make these yourself too so you can just buy some raw cashews and then just blend them in your blender and you can add a little bit of coconut oil, and you can even add a little c- cacao powder and a mm-hmm. little agave, and you can make yourself a sweetened cashew butter. Um, you could do the same thing with hazelnuts and add cacao and agave, and you have your own homemade Nutella. Uh, but staying in like the world of cashew butter, yeah, it can totally get a little spendy. Um, uh, so it is like a nice thing to just switch things up, and yes, totally Trader Joe's. I love their salted cashew butter. So yeah, cashews are great for heart health, they prevent blood disease. They are good for the skin. Tons of fiber. Um, apparently, they're really good for your hair. Like that's something sure, that I've been that reading a lot about, which is makes sense because any type of healthy fat is good for your hair. And um, yeah, they're great for baking.
0: <laughs> I think the idea of just like having something different um, is a really valuable one because mm-hmm. when you're talking about like feeling like you want to um, you know make changes in your food life or whatever, um, part of it is just um, preventing boredom. I think one of the things that People like about diets is um, this like surprise that it like Mm -hmm. switches things up. They're like, ooh, what's on the like plan for tomorrow? Um, And so sometimes refreshing your food life isn't so much about like changing everything over, it's just about getting like a couple exciting things that you're not used to having. Mm -hmm. And then it makes it more exciting to eat in your own kitchen. Totally. So, cashew
1: butter is a fun, different thing to do. And one thing I do have to say when I eat cashew butter, when I eat any type of nut butter, Guys, I'm not measuring out two tablespoons. Like, eat it until you don't want to eat it anymore. But that, that's you go. literally the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Just just eat it. Like just try not to pay you know what? For everyone who is going to go out and buy some nut butter now, I, I challenge you. Don't look at the don't look at the nutrition information. Look at the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Make sure the only two ingredients are almonds and salt or cashews and salt or peanuts and salt. But I challenge you. Don't look at the calorie count and don't look at the fat grams because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, it actually legitimately doesn't matter. So, because I know there are some people out there right now who are thinking to themselves, oh my gosh, but like when I have a jar of peanut butter, like I can control myself. Yeah, it tends to show up
0: on people's binge lists.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the way to get it off the binge list is to A, make it something that you can have whenever you want. You yeah. can have as much of it. Take away as, the rules. Take away the rules completely. Um, and I will just tell you guys, like I, I just have a spoon in the jar. And like <laughs> for most, a lot yeah. of times, that's like what I have for breakfast. and. Um, if there's like nothing else, or I'll just like do that on a banana. You can do
0: way worse. You can do
1: whatever you want with it. It's yeah. like there there's no food police. Like yeah. there is actually no one out there telling you you're only allowed to have two tablespoons of cashew butter.
0: Well, so, they are, but
1: they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they're they're um, it's it's a completely like made up thing. Yeah, you know? it's a food, so you get to eat food It's a food, you get to eat food If nut butter is a thing for you, take away that restriction And then also, I like to put it in this superfood category So mm-hmm. now it's like we're flipping it onto a positive Yeah, we're trying so, to eat it, not yeah, trying not to eat exactly. it Exactly, and then if you never had issues with nut butter Then just Congratulations ignore, every, for you. <laughs> ignore everything I said Yeah, yeah. totally <laughs> Uh, Awesome. So we're going to add in some cashew butter. Um, Number
0: four, I wanted to talk about a protein. Um, And I thought back to an episode that I did a while ago um, with our scientist, Gabby, talking about gut health. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things she talked about is that in her research, one of the things that they, um, at least in preliminary findings, have found is that one of the best things you can do for your gut is to increase the amount of fiber you're eating. Mm-hmm. And one of the most efficient ways to increase the amount of fiber you're eating and it turns out it is also a great source of protein, turns out it's also vegetarian and vegan is beans. Beans. And beans. it's also inexpensive. Yeah. Um beans they're are good for your heart. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Daphne.
1: I know. <laughs> um
0: but they like are. <laughs> Their beans are really good for you and they're super affordable. Um, and you see this in like, the food of like, quote unquote, other cultures. Except like, if it's your culture, then it's the food of your culture. But like, <laughs> if you just look at sort of non-American, uh, like non-hamburger cuisines, there's beans everywhere because yeah. um, like Italian food is f- or Italian food, Italian food actually is full of beans. It is. Yeah. Uh, but I was trying to say Indian food when I started that <laughs> sentence. Um, and um, Middle Eastern foods, chickpeas, all that, those things, um, these uh, beans are super good for you mm-hmm. in many different
1: ways. Um, and you had a, a way of eating beans yeah. that you're excited about. So for number four in this category of beans, what I'm the most excited about right now are all the pastas out there that are made with either chickpeas, black beans, or lentils very cool, Yeah, and uh, that is the thing that I've been into lately, mm-hmm. because it's as if you're just getting the bean in, it just happens to be in the form of pasta. Totally. <laughs> and you can have pasta, of course, mm-hmm. but I think it's very cool that this trend is happening. And, um, and then there are, of course, some thickening agents in there, but generally, for the most part, the thickening agents are totally fine. And um, so my thing that I have been eating so much of lately, and I love it to no end, is chickpea pasta. There's a specific brand, which I'm just going to say, it's called Banza. And, um, B-A-N-Z-A. You can say it like that. Banza. Banza or <laughs> It's required. Yeah. You have to say it like Banza. It's an amazing company. They sponsored some awesome. of your events, right? I yes. I think that's where I first mm, had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just so delicious. And it tastes like pasta. And you just cover it with sauce or pesto and an egg. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I do if nice. I don't have, a per- if I don't have, like, meat on hand. Um, So you guys definitely follow them on Instagram, but that's something that I personally have been eating a lot of lately to get in the fiber and the protein kind of all in one go. Let's talk about the fart question because (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is real.
0: Um, Some people uh, find that eating
1: beans or certain kinds of beans makes them really gassy and sometimes that keeps people from eating them. For sure. Here's the reason why. Um, Beans have skin. And so when we are eating beans, um, the, like whole and, beans. And whole beans, like say we're eating like a big chili and we're eating it kind of like, oh, we've had this conversation before. <laughs> you and I have oh because my gosh, yeah. I,
0: I tend to we have, totally this have this problem. We... Um, specifically in the context of soup. And That's you so suggested funny. to yeah. me that maybe the problem was that I'm shoveling soup down my gullet <laughs> without chewing, which is fair. I am doing that.
1: Yeah, and it's fine because it's soup, so yeah. it makes sense. Totally but understandable. Chewing so your beans helps. So what's happening is um, this is why beans cause people GI distress. So when your gut is functioning optimally, these, these foods that have been, like, so-called gassy foods, like broccoli, beans, and eggs, these are superfoods. Like, superfoods do not cause GI distress. So if we think about it, um, if, if you do eat something involving, like, one of these superfoods and it is causing you di- GI distress... Like, that's not saying that there's something wrong with the food. It just means your, your gut needs a little bit of healing maybe overall to kind of um, deal with the high fiber content of these foods. So that, that's A. Mm-hmm. B is chew your food. <laughs> B is chew your food. What's happening with the beans is that by the time the beans are getting into your intestines, some of the skin hasn't even broken down yet. Ideally, it should almost break down in your mouth. The enzymes in your saliva are supposed to break that up first, and then it goes into your stomach, and then your stomach acids stomach acids break that up even more. And then by the time it gets to your gut, like your intestines, when you would normally feel that, that gas, it should be gone because everything should be... Or it shouldn't even be there because by that point in time, everything should be broken down, like the skins included. But if we are not chewing the beans or if they haven't been cooked long enough or if we're... Um, uh, Uh, Even, like, eating tacos, like, they just go down. Like, Mm -hmm. they're burritos. Like, they just go down, you know? And, like, so they enter your stomach, and they were like, whole beans still. And then your stomach acids can't break up the skin. And then the skin gets the bean skin is, like, in your intestine. And then all of a sudden you're gassy and you're farty and it sucks. And your, like, stomach's cramping. Um, So to combat all of that, like, with beans, just chew them a bunch of times Like, so they're, like, liquidy in your mouth, which is weird to say. But, like, chew them and then swallow them. And, like, try it, guys at home. Post it on Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know how you would post that on Instagram. The bean challenge. Post your bean story um, and tag us. No, but um, really, though, try it at home. And I can pretty much, like, guarantee that that farty feeling will go away. The
0: other thing Dr. Gabby said is that part of it is getting your... Um, GI tract just used to having that much fiber, mm-hmm. and yeah. so yeah, um, really the trick is to eat those foods more often, mm-hmm. not less often. Yeah, because your body will figure out how to digest the beans mm-hmm. and stuff better, and the the problem should go away. Yeah, totally. And so. if it doesn't, I'm here to tell you as a uh, off-brand Gas user. <laughs> The stuff works, it's not expensive, yeah. and, uh, it, you know, it's fine yeah. you have to take some GAS-X. Yeah,
1: it's okay. It's <laughs> there's no, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so beans. Beans, in source of protein in the form of pasta, if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a great solution for people who can't have gluten. Oh, yes, exactly. Totally forgot about that. If you do have a gluten allergy... Or a sensitivity or intolerance, then this is the the gluten free pasta choice because I actually think that this is probably a a healthier option than just a gluten free pasta because a gluten or at pasta, least a more nutritious yeah one. Exa- yeah there you go it's a more nutritious nutritious one gluten free pastas are designed to cl- as closely resemble pasta in flavor um, and generally it's just like a lot of like tapioca flour and rice flour which is fine like mm-hmm. I know most gluten free things are made with those types of flowers, But if you're going for a little bit of a higher punch of nutrient density I recommend going with lentil pastas chickpea pastas, black bean pastas and quinoa pastas. Quinoa is another one that's happening.
0: A cool thing about the four um, foods to add in that we've mentioned so far is they're also they're all good like pantry items. Like um, spinach and berries aren't going to like last forever in your fridge but they are things where you can just buy them and then throw them in with whatever. They're not Foods where or ingredients where you have to, like, base an entire meal around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing, the cashew butter and the beans and bean pasta, those are self-stable usually, or at mm-hmm. least in the, for cashew butter, depending on what kind you get, at least fridge-stable. So, like, you can get a thing of cashew butter, and you don't have to have, like, a plan for how you're going to use your entire jar of cashew butter in a week. Yeah. Um, so if you're talking about this challenge of, like, how to feed yourself, one of the ways to feed yourself is to have things around that can be made into other stuff. Yeah. Um, and all four of the things we've mentioned so far fit into the
1: category. Totally, and these are literally the things that are in my house. Like, <laughs> We're just taking a tour of these cabinets. Times. Yeah, like it's like there's always nut butter, which I put in the fridge, and that just makes the texture a little bit more creamy. Um, yeah, all these things are always in my fridge or pantry, and it it just makes cooking so much easier. You know, when you get home and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, well, I have my Vanza, and I have some spinach and maybe I have some olive oil and I have an egg. Like, that's literally... Or, you know, even better, if I have some pesto on hand. But, um, yeah, so go grocery shopping, peoples. This
0: <laughs> last one on our list does yeah. not fit into that
1: category so, because this is one
0: that is not currently in my kitchen, but you are very excited about it, so I want I you am. to talk about it.
1: And that is... Collagen? Collagen, yeah. What is up with collagen? Okay, so I would consider this in the world of, like, kind of food trends right now. I feel like people are talking a lot about it, and I do feel like collagen protein powder is becoming really popular. So I was curious about this because it came onto the scene, and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Like, when I think of collagen, I think of, like, skin Mm -hmm. 1st And so I was looking at the protein powders, and I was like, oh, what is this made from? And it's like bovine um, collagen. So it means it's like from an animal. It's from cows. That's (laughs) cows. That's cows. And uh, I was thinking about how, um, so for me, growing up, this might sound really weird, and growing up and just in my life, like I really really like eating (laughs) cartilage, So, Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, okay, so, like, I grew up in an Asian household. And I always talk about how, like, yeah, I, you know, I ate a lot of Burger King and Pizza Hut growing up. But there were some things that I really did like about Asian cooking. And now that's very different. I love, like, all Asian cooking. Um, So, for people who don't know me, they're like, what is she talking about right now? So, (laughs) but anyways, so I didn't like Chinese food growing up. I, like, didn't like my family's cooking. The only thing I did like, though, was, like, ribs. And I like chicken wings. Like those were things that those are things that are actually big in Chinese cooking. Mm-hmm. And I always loved eating the cartilage. Like I would eat until like the bone was clean. That's another thing. Like in Asian culture, you like you use your hands and you eat off the bone. Um, and I think that, I don't even think that's just like Asian culture, but that's just that's a thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, collagen comes from cartilage and the bone of <laughs> animals. Yeah. And there's no way to get around it. They, yeah. Like, there's just no way to kind of, like, beat around the bush. It sounds weird. And I get that it sounds weird. Or it may sound weird depending it on your background. It may sound weird depending on your background. Um, so,
0: but when it comes to <laughs>
1: collagen protein powder, it is derived from these things. It is derived from animals. And it's sourced generally, collagen protein powders, like the animals are sourced phenomenally. So they're all like, you know, organic and grass fed, whatever. And um, the, pro- the ingredients in said protein powders, like when you start to go into stores and you're seeing collagen protein powder everywhere, should literally just be just like the collagen peptides. Okay, and we know peptides, that so just means protein, like amino acids. We, we, this is like going back to biology. So, I got curious about this. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, and then this was also the time, like, everyone was really excited about, like, bone broth. Like, everyone's mm-hmm. been really talking about bone broth. Meanwhile, like, my whole family, like, that's a thing that they've been right. doing for years and years There's and Here's a years, tip for everyone.
0: Years. Bone broth is just stock. It's just stock.
1: <laughs> it's just stock. Like, and um, I was like, this is really interesting because these are things that I've kind of been eating my whole life. And now everyone is, like, super into it. Okay, so what are the... Like, why are these things so good for you? And then I started to do some research and I was kind of like shocked. I was, I thought to myself, oh, so the benefits of ingesting like these parts of the animals or collagen protein powder or eating things like cartilage or drinking bone broth. um, The health benefits are just like through the roof. So it's when it comes to like hair, skin and nail health and tendon and bone health and um like cartilage health ingesting collagen is like one of the best like one of the best things that you can do it also helps with gut health and digestion um joint health and so that's all great but then the uh, but you might notice like okay those are a lot of other things that those are things that a lot of things claim to like do so i started um so I, like, got some collagen, and then you guys all might know of, like, there was, like, a weird period a few months ago where, like, I essentially, like, lost all my hair. Like, she, I lost, like... To be
0: fair, she did not lose all of her hair. I lost, like, a third of
1: my hair. And... And, and I'm a terrible friend It did not even notice. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't that noticeable, but... But, anyway... I thought that... Daphne and had so some missing just, hair. I had... Yeah, I lost about a third of my hair... Um, not going to go into details on like why that happened, but essentially like it just hit a bit of malnourishment on my end and it happened. Um, and I was like, oh my God, like, yeah, I had a lot of other stuff to get in order, but I was like, okay, I wanted, I, I personally want to do something direct to help with like my hair growth. And, um, so I started to put collagen like a scoop of collagen protein powder or collagen peptides in either my smoothie or my coffee every single morning and this was like starting in last March Mm -hmm. and like the change was so noticeable so before I even noticed it in my hair I noticed it in my nails Mm. because when I wear nail polish I can always tell I'm just used to like when it grows out a little bit like you know that thing on the bottom Mm -hmm. like of your nails and I noticed my nail bed my nails were growing so fast and I was like ah awesome like this is so weird like I'm I need to like you know get another manicure and then I noticed my nail bed was so much harder Mm. and then I noticed my hair started like growing back like very very quickly after I started doing collagen so that's why I think it really works um you know when it comes to Of course, hair, skin, and nail health. Like, yeah, from an aesthetic standpoint, I I get it. Like, everyone's like, yay, hair, skin, and nail health. Like, we want to feel good. We want to look good. But think about it. If all these things on the exterior, if they are – if you're noticing so many differences on an external level, think about how much it's helping you on the inside, right? Like, that's, like, the last thing the collagen's going to do. The last thing it's going to do is go to your hair and nails, that's after it's already gone to all, like, all your bone, your bones and your joints and your cartilage and your tendons and your intestines. So that's why I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I personally use vital proteins. And um, that is the food that I'm currently super into. So interesting. Interesting, so right?
0: It comes in like a powder, like comes like a protein like powder. Literally they, a
1: protein powder. So you yeah. can put it in, like you said, your smoothies mm-hmm. or And your you can get it either or... totally flavorless and it can just mix into your coffee and you mm-hmm. don't even notice it. Or you can get it. Flavored, Mm -hmm. and then you can mix it into your smoothie, and it can add a little punch of vanilla or what have you. Right. So Um, I'm very
0: interested in this. I'm going to try it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so this is not a good option for our vegetarian or vegan friends.
1: Yes, that's true. Because it comes from animals. Yeah. So you guys Um, stick to the banza, right? (laughs) Exactly. But
0: um, if you are curious, Daphne says go for it. Yeah. Um, And it's, I think like, it is. You know, we always want people to be careful when they're jumping on like health and wellness trends because often the trends are like not really scientifically proven and all that stuff. But it's also fun to do those things. (laughs) It is, yeah. Like if it's not going to hurt you, it is fun to like you know, fun to test it out, to test it out and like try some weird thing. Like we get sort of the human (laughs) side of that because it's true for us too. It's appealing, yeah,
1: yeah. It's appealing. That's like oh, you know, when things like take over the health world and yeah. when it's like a hot topic. Like, it's kind of cool to see what it's all about. It's even cooler when it actually works. <laughs> right. And then, for me, it's always like when something becomes super trendy and then I think to myself,
0: I've been doing that my whole life. Yeah. Like, how did that... When it's yeah. a thing that appears in um, non-Western cultures, to me, that's a big sign that like, oh, there's yeah. something here, like with turmeric. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, like, yeah.
0: oh, like, yeah. literally non-Western cultures have been using this as an mm-hmm.
1: anti-inflammatory for millennia yeah acupuncture Mm -hmm. that's like another one totally yeah
0: um so we're not saying that everyone has to go out and buy a tub of collagen but if it sounds appealing to you uh throw some in the cart yeah Uh, give it
1: a give it a shot give it a shot Mm -hmm. see how it
0: goes all right well i'm going to review our top five foods to add in if you're looking to spice up your uh eating life uh number one spinach pre-washed so easy Number two, berries. Maybe blueberries. They're not as moldy. (laughs) Number three, cashew butter. Spice up those sandwiches. Uh, Number four, beans and bean pasta. Um, Get those pantry stables working for you. (laughs) Are these working for you? Totally. Uh, Number five, collagen protein powder. Uh, Get that shiny hair and nails. Uh, And all the stuff it does inside. Uh, Cool. Well, if you get any of these things and um use them in your daily life um take a picture and tag us on instagram we would love to see it um maybe we'll try to do that too uh, from our account at just one more pod um because we want to know uh what foods you're adding in and if you like it uh so let us know thanks daphne you're welcome feature we call Daphne's favorite exercise where Daphne tells us an exercise that she's really into these days and then I have to do it. Uh, So Daphne what is your current favorite exercise? So
1: my current favorite exercise is a dumbbell exercise that works the upper back and what I've been really into lately is just combining two moves into one. Mm. It's so entertaining. (laughs) So this exercise is literally a dumbbell row with a dumbbell reverse fly. Ooh, so Joanna, so would I have you to, like stand, to up. stand up. Oh, okay. So you're you're gonna pretend you're holding dumbbells. So um, the way to get into the starting position is I, I tell people to just pop their knees so that they're softly bent, and then to hinge your hips back, and then keeping your back flat, lean your chest forward until it's at about, at about a 45 degree angle from the ground. So going look like I'm skiing. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, exactly. You look like you're skiing. And your abs are tight so that you don't they feel anything sure are. in your <laughs> feel anything in your lower back. With the dumbbells, you perform one regular row where your the dumbbells go to your rib cage and your elbows go straight up to the ceiling behind you. And then you finish the row, your arms go back down. And then from here you go into a reverse fly where your arms fly out to the sides and you still squeeze your upper back and then you bring your arms back down and you just Ooh. go row, down down I can right. already
0: feel that this is gonna be an upper back yeah
1: buster it's combining two moves into one and targeting your upper back the rhombus right on the outsides of your upper spine but also the entire scapula area so the backs of your shoulders and um, the rear delt so that was one too you always talk about um making sure that you're balanced um,
0: and doing back stuff is really important because we're so like front focused mm-hmm. in our lives. We're like curled over our computers, curled over our phones. I could feel just now even Daphne blew up my spot that I don't actually have dumbbells right now. But <laughs> even just doing that without yeah, weights, you don't I even could, need weights, I could feel it opening up my um, the front part of my body. And I was thinking, oh, this would be like a great thing to do on a break from sitting at your desk for doing sure. work to like open up
1: your pecs and um, just sort of like balance out your bod. Yeah. Cool. So what did you call that? A combined some sum? Com- so we will call that a dumbbell row with a dumbbell reverse fly. Awesome. Uh thanks for sharing your favorite exercise, Daphne. You're welcome. Have fun. Happy rowing. Thanks for listening to Just One More with
0: Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shawflam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at Hanna We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at justonemorepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.